0: This is the Truth About Investing Back to Basics Podcast, where we want to help you take control of your personal finance and long-term investments. If you're looking for a way to learn the why and how of investing, then you've found the right place. Thank you for taking the time to learn how to better yourselves. All nurses are grumpy. Calm down, my one nurse that's listening. I don't actually know if there's any nurses that are listening to our stuff. I have no idea. <laughs> you should know. You, you haven't taken statistics on our on our, our on our listenership.
1: I don't think we get that information, do we? We don't. There's no demographics or anything. that it comes Yeah, from it just it. says how many downloads we get. We don't even know how many listeners. I mean, like you said, it could be one person just really likes to download our stuff on (laughs) every platform they can think of
0: just like goes to the library someday and just like downloads 20 of them on different computers and then and then just goes to the next library a few days later yeah they're john john does that that's thank you john for (laughs)
1: for doing is it you chris are you just trying to make me feel better about us uh
0: (laughs) so anyway uh the <laughs> we just won't answer that question uh it's uh, plead, plead the fifth I plead the fifth <laughs> no we're actually I'm just looking now we are at an all-time total download today at 1703 total downloads whoa isn't that wild
1: yeah I feel like that The 700 since the first thousand came fairly quick yeah i think
0: so too and i mean like there's more episodes that are available and and that helps with it right stuff uh but we I, i don't know the last time we talked about it but i seem to remember telling you that we have triple digits across like three episodes and that's still the case but we have a couple that are very very close to hitting triple digits here soon so there's there's still continuous downloads and we appreciate you guys for that absolutely so thank you very much uh and i i don't even know if anybody's even interested in this but it it's you know a lot you know it's it's actually not as many apple podcasts as i was expecting the apple podcasts only take up 35% of our downloads oh, so okay thank you everyone for picking other avenues too cuz we we weren't sure if it was worth setting up <laughs> other avenues. Uh, glad we, we did. Didn't, yeah, I'm glad we did too. We just didn't know anything about anything. But yeah, uh, we're coming up on 2,000 downloads, which is super cool. That's great. Wow, Absolutely. we're doing stuff. Tell your friends. T- yeah, tell tell more friends, and then and then, and, t- and then tell more Johns. I need more Johns (laughs) to get out there and just like, hey, listen, uh, these guys are nuts and uh, you don't actually have to listen to any of their things. I just need you to go to this library, right? And then get in there and start (laughs) downloading.
1: When you said tell more Johns, all I could think about was uh, Robin Hood men in tights and near (laughs) the end. And he's like, from this day forward, all of the uh, toilets in the bathroom shall be known as Johns. (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) That's such a good movie. (laughs) we're uh, men we're men in tights tight
1: Tite, tights <laughs> oh man
0: okay this is not anyway so maybe we should get talking, serious
1: you know? about this talk about life insurance instead oh
0: of-
1: yeah actually I think you're right I just thought it was it, it was Oda a big groan okay yeah, fair, well, fair warning our the, the first portion of this podcast is definitely more interesting and entertaining than you the don't rest know of that. this podcast i don't. do because i'm the one that has all of the information on the insurance <laughs> that we're about to talk about well okay that's that's possibly true so i but apologize in advance <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we're still doing like digestible amounts so it's you know maybe this is true
1: that's it's it's, it's we're, and we're Chris ready. is still here to keep us keep things entertaining.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Well, today, thank you. Sorry, yeah, we never even introduced ourselves. We were talking about tights and, and men in them. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> welcome. I technically, back. I think you were. What? No, nothing. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, welcome back everyone ladies and gentlemen boys and girls to another episode of the truth about investing back to basics my name is chris holling and i'm sean cooper and today we are continuing on our life insurance segment we are talking about term life today right agreed okay agreed (laughs) this isn't this isn't me making a decision on what we're doing today (laughs) i'm not i have no no control over that (laughs) <laughs> uh, but the, the way, because this has been the trend that we've been doing, the way I understand term life insurance. Oh, no. Oh, no. I started saying it, and I realized I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wh- I, I, I believe there is a set amount that at term life insurance, you are paying per month. And this amount uh, is is kind of like paying rent as opposed to owning, is the way I understand it. So as, as you continue to have the life insurance, it's paid at a premium for term, overall a premium, because you are paying rent on it and you don't have as much skin in the game that way, whereas whole life... It might seem more expensive but might not be as expensive because then you're not renting and you're owning and you hit a point and then you don't have to put more into it? Question mark?
1: I can kind of see the corollaries you're after. after. <laughs> um, I can kind of see this. St- that means, that means stretch, I'm wrong, everybody. In case,
0: <laughs> in case you're curious, that was Sean's nice way of saying no. <laughs> You're dumb. <laughs> well, then tell me how I'm wrong, Sean.
1: <laughs> well, you, you definitely got the first part. There are basically two types of life insurance term and whole. And we'll talk about whole more uh, next time. And uh, th- one of the biggest differences is also the price term is much cheaper than whole. Um, primarily because term only covers a specific time frame, whereas whole covers your entire life. Well, for the most part, it, it most whole insurance typically matures at age 100 or thereabouts. So, do,
0: do you mean your whole life? Like, not okay, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> You, you said your entire life. I was like, you mean like your whole life? Like whole life? All right. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I should I just, start. I just left <laughs> you out on that one. Whatever. Okay. So we're going to talk predominantly about term. We, we may refer to whole in its differences, but for the most part, we'll talk about term insurance. So as I mentioned, term covers a specific time frame, typically 30 years. It, it, it can have different time frames. One year is also a fairly common one, but often 30 years. So it's the term is the least expensive type of life insurance. And that is pr- primarily due to its very low claims rate. So depending on which report you read, uh, claims rate for term insurance is typically less than 3%, could even be as low as 0.5%, meaning uh, less than three percent, but possibly as low as 0.5 percent of term policies ever have a claim on them. Most wow. of the rest just expire worthless. Wow! Yes, yeah, so no it was that low. It's incredibly low. Um, which, from that standpoint, a lot of people would say, "Okay, well, why would I ever buy term insurance?" And we'll, well, get, in, we'll get into that. But can, uh, I,
0: can I ask something quick then? Um, mm-hmm. With the the claims that you're referring to, is that Is that claims as far as, like, claims ever or claims that have been paid out? Like, is there ever a point when it's, you know, you're going through the motions of trying to collect on the life insurance and then you don't get approved for whatever reason, like it doesn't meet whatever their stipulation was, and then that doesn't count as part of that percentage, or you're talking just claims ever?
1: Uh, That's a good point. Uh, I believe the, the data is based on what is actually paid out. Okay. Um, okay. So the, the claims may actually be slightly higher than that, um, you know, if they uh, don't cover a suicide or something like that. That would be sure, and an that's kind of what I of a, a common claim that, well, hopefully not too common claim that would be rejected. Um, yeah, and even that, I think, after a certain time period, they normally accept. Um, anyway, we digress again. <laughs> what um, happens? Yeah, what we're getting at here is term insurance uh, lapses or reaches the end of its term far more frequently than beneficiaries actually make claims on it. Um, which is also why the, the premiums are so low because they're not expecting to have to pay out for the most part. Uh, oftentimes term buyers tend to be fairly young. They're they're buying it to offset some sort of risk, some sort of debt, um, and that's typically what it's used for. Um, there's a couple of different uh, things that you can elect when you're you're buying these policies. So uh, you can have a, a level uh, benefit, uh, increasing or decreasing, and what that means is the the insurance benefit that you're actually buying. So if you buy you know, a $250,000 policy. That can be level throughout the, the term of the life insurance. You can also get one that increases over time, or you can get one that decreases over time. And there's, there's reasons for each of those. So the level is probably the most common as far as I know, um, but their increasing benefits can be used to offset things like inflation. That would be the most common or uh, the notion that you might be continuing to, you know, take on additional uh, risks as life goes on. Um, whereas decreasing is essentially the, the opposite concept where the benefit itself actually decreases over time, even uh, as, as effectively straight lines from whatever your, your initial benefit is down to zero over whatever the time frame is. And that is to either A, offset for increases in wealth, so you accumulating wealth over time and effectively self-insuring, and uh, decreasing debt. So for example, if you were to buy a house, you have a 30-year loan, you buy a 30-year term insurance policy to offset that. So if you were to pass away and you can't pay for the, the mortgage, the insurance policy is there to Basically, pay it off so that your family can go on living there and not be evicted due to lack of income uh, and the inability to pay for uh, the the mortgage. Sure. that sort of yeah. thing. So that that, de- that yeah, so that decreasing benefit it is designed to basically mimic or follow the decreasing debt that you are paying off over time and the nice thing about that decreasing benefit is it's gonna have a lower premium than either the level or the, excuse me, the increasing. So, um, most of the time these are gonna have a fixed monthly premium that remains the the same for the life of the policy. However, you can also buy uh, what's called a paid up or term policy where you basically pay the entire premium upfront and you get a discount for doing so. So the risk there is that you're, you know, you're paying a lump sum. If you were to die a year from now, then you would have paid much less if you had, you know, paid a monthly premium instead of just paying it all up front. But the offset side of that, that is, you're getting a discount by paying everything up front versus paying down the road. So it's kind of a matter of evaluating your discounted cash flow, if you will, something we've talked about in the past. Um, all that making sense so far i mean i think so um
0: i i guess i'm trying to correlate where where with what you're talking about that fits as more term still though yeah this is all term
1: this is all term insurance yep haven't jumped off into hole at all okay Okay. um yeah one thing that i will jump into hole on so there's there are some uh, different features that you can add on to a term policy so for example you could get a convertible term which would allow you to convert it to whole life insurance down the at a later date uh, so basically instead of it just expiring at the end you can go okay now I'd like to continue my payments and convert this over to a whole life policy so okay. it gives you a little bit of flexibility you are going to pay for that flexibility so a little bit higher premium um, another Option would be guaranteed renewable term, which, as it sounds, it guarantees your renewability because, as you age, uh, say you inst- you got a you know a ten-year policy, after that lapses, whether or not you can renew at that point is going to be based on your newly attained age, your you know current health status. So if something came up in that ten-year time frame, and you know uh, you were diagnosed with something that the insurance carrier is going to be like, nope, we can't insure you, Uh, the guaranteed renewable will, would offset that. So that you guarantee you can renew the policy. Now, what that doesn't do is it does not guarantee that your premium will be the same. So that premium is still going to change based on your new age and your new health and risk factors, but it guarantees you can at least renew it. So, well, that uh, was one
0: other thing I was going to ask you about is that as you're existing within terms, say that. Uh, I, I guess I don't I don't know about a timeline per se, but if you're sitting in term, are you subject to rate changes? Do you do you tend to get locked in at a
1: rate at term? So you'd typically be locked in for the term of the policy. So if you have a thirty year term policy, your your rate technically shouldn't change. Okay. Throughout that policy. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want. Yep. To. Yeah, when it's going to change is if on a renewal. So like I said, if you do like a shorter term, so instead of doing a 30-year term, you decide to do a 10-year term, Mm -hmm. but you actually need 30 years. So at that 10-year, when you renew, that then's your premium is going to change. Okay. Yep. And speaking of premium, another option would be a waiver of premium uh, option that you could add to the policy. Uh, Basically makes it so that if you are... Uh, disabled prior to age 60 or 65, depending on the policy, it would allow you to forgo premiums in without the policy lapsing. Again, okay. your premiums going to be higher by having that, tacking that option on there. Sure. Um, as we've gone through this, the, the biggest advantage with term insurance is the low premium. It's going to be much lower than most of your alternatives. The biggest disadvantage is it only covers a specific term. And most term insurance, as we talked about, expires worthless. Yeah. So, and we alluded to this a little bit earlier. One of the most common ways term uh, insurance is used is to offset some sort of risk. So typically a debt. So you, you take a family that has uh, acquired a house or other assets that uh, have a debt along with them, and you want to offset the risk of losing those assets if the primary breadwinner, one or more breadwinners, uh, no longer has the ability to generate income that, you know, if they pass away. The insurance is there to cover the expenses associated with the house so that the family is not left uh, without a place to live, basically. Um, The other, typically you want to, when you're doing those term policies, you would um, also add in some additional uh, amounts to cover different expenses like uh, end-of-life expenses, so burial, funeral uh, those types of things, and then also typically a transition period of around six months or more to cover the uh, household expenses, food, clothing, utilities, everything else for at least a six-month transition period while the family is you know, mourning, getting back on their feet. That's that's typically how it's utilized, um, and that's also a common reason why, like we said, the the uh, decreasing term is can be used there is because as the mortgage is paid down, uh, you, you you have a lower risk to offset over time, so you can potentially save a little bit on the term. the The biggest risk with using one of those uh, decreasing term would be uh, any changes to that risk. So, for example, if the family were to refinance the house, you know, a few years down the road, or they buy a new house. At that point, the the time frame on their their risk, their debt that they're trying to offset has changed, whereas their term policy has not, and unless they have some kind of guaranteed renewal, uh, they they may or may not at that time be able to get approved for a, a different term policy to match the new risk.
0: Because the the cost of the home has increased at that point. Uh, or no, not changed.
1: Well, well. That's why they want to change the term policy, yeah because okay. of the new the new time frame uh, but that's not necessarily the why they want to be approved the the um, insurance carrier doesn't care about the house per se uh, they just care about your your health status and your age um, for the most part in terms of whether or not they're going to choose to renew you or approve you for a policy in the first place oh okay, yeah Okay. So th- that's the concern is that they, you know, if you make changes to what you're trying to offset, the risk that you're trying to offset, then you also need to make changes potentially to the, the insurance policy that you're using to offset the risk. And, you know, if, if for some reason something's changed in your health status that you can't get a new policy, well, now you're stuck with this in, in the scenario that we've presented, uh, a decreasing policy. That no longer directly matches the actual debt that you are trying to offset. So,
0: okay, I, I guess I was under the impression of uh, say, kind of like your house, where it needs to be covered to a certain amount, and if you find out you're, you know, you have a house worth two hundred fifty thousand, and then it once it appreciates, then it's worth three hundred fifty, but then you uh, you have a claim that it, you know the whole place burns down. Uh, and you didn't update your policy, and it only covers up
1: to 250 you uh, See, now you're talking about property casualty insurance. Okay. The cost of actually rebuilding the house. So, not necessarily your life. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I, I mean, I, I was just, okay.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's just where I was equating it. And yeah. that's why I was seeing if it needed to be
1: continually
0: reevaluated or, or how that all worked.
1: Nope. No, because the the loan that you've taken out, what you actually owe isn't changing with the value of the house, unless you choose to refinance, okay. or you buy a different house. So okay. that that is fixed, which is why the the insurance policy itself can also be uh, fixed or set up to directly match or offset that. Okay. Yep. Whereas the property casualty, like you pointed out, yes, the value of the house is going to change. The cost of rebuilding the house is going to change over time. So a, a property casualty insurance policy, that's a completely different scenario. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Um, yeah, the only thing else, I, the only other thing I was really thinking, uh, and so we, we kind of focused in on that longer timeframe of the term, the 30-year, the which is fairly common, Uh, The other end of the spectrum is like your annual renewable term, which is sometimes used in conjunction with like a buy-sell agreement for uh, business owners to cover the premature uh, death of a business partner to pay their beneficiaries uh, for the partner's interests in the business. That would be a common thing. That's also often done in whole life insurance. As well as opposed to just annual renewable term. But that would be an example. Uh, even if you work for a, a corporation and if they offer some sort of insurance, uh, life insurance policy that's like a percentage of your uh, base income, oftentimes, like 50% of your base income or one time your base income or two times your base income, oftentimes they purchase that as an annual renewable term policy. Sure. So.
0: Okay. Just to give
1: you some examples of kind of where they they commonly fit in, yeah. Any questions on any of that term terms? I think probably the easier one overall. I,
0: I mean, I guess the only one for me is that I'm I'm assuming that through through work we have we have optional. It's it's actually not optional now that I mention it, uh, but there's there's optional grades of the level of of life insurance that I have, and I, I'm sure I could sit here and pull up the policy and we could get a solid answer out of it, but. I don't seem to recall having any sort of, I want this insurance for, you know, it's, it's not a 30-year policy, per se. You know, that wasn't a, a discussion that came up. It's a monthly premium that happens to cover life insurance because of the risks of the job, honestly. And right. uh, I, I know it's what I cover, and you can choose the level that you utilize for the coverage, So does it still qualify as term in that sense, even though we don't have like a, this is a 30 year term per se? I mean, and I know I don't have much, much better information to give you at that point without saying like, oh, this is what the policy says, but just based off of a loose description, I imagine it's term just because it's supplemental. And I, I imagine it's term and it's the term of employment rather than like a 30-year term or whatever it is. But do you have any any insight right. on that? No,
1: that's most likely an annual renewable term. Okay. Yeah, they're th- since they don't know how long you're going to be employed, basically they just buy an annual pr- uh, insurance for you, and they're going to provide some kind of base. And then if you want to tack on some extra, you can pay a little extra on a monthly basis to increase that that policy amount, but it's typically going to be like an annual renewable term.
0: Okay. Okay. And I, I yeah. kind of figured as much. I just never really thought about the ins and outs until you were addressing these things and saying, you know, oh, a, a term is, well, a term, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I, I hadn't considered that the term might be a term of time, whether that's annual renewal or, or what it is, which now that you say that's that exactly makes what, com- what it's referring to. Yeah. Yep. And that makes complete sense because we do, our uh, open enrollment is what it's called, where we re-sign up for the types of benefits that we're looking for and what we want, and uh, so I, it, you got it, it all makes sense now.
1: Yeah, so basically the company has pre-negotiated with an insurance company that, hey, we want to offer all of our employees this uh, insurance amount, life insurance amount, what's the premium, we pay this much and then if they want more they can pay the extra Um, and those are almost exclusively term policies Um, yeah and then because it's the company they're basically able, they typically are able to get a slight discount on the the premium because they're insuring a group of people and by insurance uh, excuse me insuring a group of people, you are automatically reducing the risk to a certain degree because you're allowing the the law of averages to work, out, work itself out more effectively. Um, so you end up typically getting a better rate when you have those large groups than as an individual going to an insurance policy. There's a little bit more uh, negotiating power there. Yep. The offset to that would be in situations like yours where they're all firefighters and they're taking on more risk than the average person who's, you know, sitting at a computer for their daily desk job. Um, sure. So that's going to change things too, but yeah.
0: Well, and and we've actually just, uh, I, I guess at, at the table where all the world's problems are solved uh, when we're talking about it, we, we talk about that too, where we always kind of wonder where insurance as a whole, it's usually about health insurance when we're talking about it, but we, we always wonder where their opinions lie on, on us, because we do take on a job that we are much more likely to have a physical injury that needs to get addressed down the road, and more likely to have a sickness because of the stuff that we get exposed to, uh, to... Much much more risk in those fronts, but because it's such a physical job, we also have more of a tendency to be physically fit because our job requires it. And we've always kind of wondered if that comes out as a wash, or if people prefer to not have the risk with something that is inherently risky with it. Or, and you know, it might even be case for case or case by case basis uh, with departments and and what the companies decide. But that's something that we always talk about is is what they what they think of us with us being fit but also risky.
1: Uh, yeah, as far as the fitness level goes, I doubt that's gonna improve things much. Your your higher risk of, you know, physical injury and exposure to things is probably gonna be a much bigger factor in terms of causing your insurance to be higher. Now your I would assume most of your department, at least the people that are more likely to be exposed to things are going to be on the younger side, which would help. But overall, hmm. I, I would tend to think your premium is going to be higher than uh, a lot of other uh, professions. Sure. Per se. Now, you did mention another thing in there, and that is there's an experience rating. So they're going to start off the premium uh, set based on uh, their kind of you know global averages, what they've you know expect but then based on your individual company or your department, what uh, type of claims they actually have gotten over the last, you know, as they get a few years under their belts with you, that will actually start to affect the premium as well. So they can say, okay, well, this department has had a bunch of, a lot of claims, or this department really doesn't have many claims. They will factor that in. Interesting. I mean, I I guess that makes
0: sense. I just never really considered it that way. So if you're, if you're at a department with a bunch of uh, <clears throat> salty guys that like to go inside and and do do work, and then oh no, somebody got injured, then maybe maybe we're paying more money than <laughs> than we'd like to pay. <laughs> Potentially. Which is which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm sure that that's not something that's a concern with with our department, but it's it's funny to think about. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Great. No, see that that wasn't. That wasn't boring. What are you talking about? Ridiculous. Those are all very valid things. And term, I think, because term is much easier to come across in your day-to-day, I think that this is very applicable to a lot of people. Yeah. Which is, so. which is good to go over. Good to, yeah. good to know about what, what's happening behind the scenes rather than just, do you have life? You should have life. Do, do you have life? Good life.
1: <laughs> that's, yeah. that's whether clever. or not you should have life insurance should be based on your individual needs and risks yes. and not based on just somebody saying everyone has to have life insurance
0: correct do your research do what's best for you Absolutely. If, if there's nothing else you pull from this podcast ever we try to stress on that do your research do what's good for you let's for sure. wrap up on that because that was it's like a cool. good. It's like a good note. I like you know, it. Next me, time we'll talk me about, talking about how good of a note it was. Probably, probably makes it so that it's not as good of a note. But I'm, I'm committed. You're diminishing the note at this point. Yeah, diminishing how strong of a. It's like when you tell a funny joke and then you're like, "That was, was, it was, funny because, because you know, didn't you know you're that still this, going. this is funny? Why, you know, why the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? That's funny because that means that. The chicken had to cross the road to get to the other side, which is why the chicken even crossed the road at all. And, uh, you know, there must have been something on the other side that the chicken wanted. Maybe it was corn. Uh, and and so when it crossed the road, that's the answer to the why. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to stop recording. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on The Truth About Investing, Back to Basics. My name is Chris Holling. And I'm Sean Cooper. And we will catch you on the next episode. Podcast disclaimer, disclaimer. The disclaimer following this disclaimer is the disclaimer that is required for this podcast to be up and running and fully functioning and moving forward. This is going to be the same disclaimer that you will hear in each one of our episodes. We hope you enjoy it just as much as we enjoyed making it. All content on this podcast and accompanying transcript is for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed herein by Sean Cooper are solely those of FIT Financial Consulting, LLC, unless otherwise specifically cited. Chris Holling, that's me, is not affiliated with FIT Financial Consulting, LLC, nor do the views expressed by Chris Holling, me again, represent the views of FIT Financial Consulting, LLC. This podcast is intended to be used in its entirety. Any other use beyond the author's intent, distribution, or copying of its contents of this podcast is strictly prohibited. Nothing in this podcast is intended as legal, accounting, or tax advice and is for informational purposes only. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation. This podcast may reference links to websites for the convenience of our users. Our firm has no control over the accuracy or content of these other websites. Advisory services are offered through Fit Financial Consulting, LLC, an investment advisor firm registered in the states of Washington and Colorado. The presence of this podcast on the internet shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to consumers in a particular state by our firm in the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without our first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption for information concerning the status or disciplinary history of a broker dealer investment advisor or other representatives a consumer should contact their state securities administrator amen (laughs) (laughs) oh man somebody told me a joke the other day and i was gonna tell you and i forgot it uh uh oh no oh no dang it, totally drawn a blank. That's terrible. I was so pleased with it. Because Hummer. I tell I tell my patients jokes. Because really, <laughs> if you're like objectively looking at it, somebody that's like really like having legit chest pain and is super uncomfortable, the last thing they want to do is hear a dad joke until they <laughs> hear it. And then they go, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of funny. And it takes their mind off of it. And... As long as they don't laugh too hard and it doesn't hurt. Oh no, I do those too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, like, like the abdominal pains. Those are actually oh. the funnier ones. Like I, I kind of feel bad, but you, you, you get the, uh, the like. Oh, I've been so on my side, my side. Oh, it's, I can't. Oh well, you know, you should call a boomerang that doesn't come back. It's a stick, and they go, uh-huh. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to which, to which I laugh, and then she goes. Stop making me (laughs) laugh! And then, and they laugh more, and then it hurts more, and then we all laugh, and and they're in pain, and then I'm laughing, and then I feel bad, and then they laugh because I feel bad, and and then we get to the hospital, and you come across that real, real cranky nurse. that's like, see, she's not as funny as I am, but she'll do great. (laughs) Okay, thank you. (laughs)